0: So, it's a a co production with Asia Link, and uh, Leslie is going to speak for a minute about Asia Link and uh, introduce Kalia, who is the woman of the moment, and going to speak about the man of the moment, her husband, Akio. Here you are, Leslie.
1: Thanks. Thanks, Jean, and great. (laughs) And sorry, I I do need to wear glasses these days. So thank you all for, for coming tonight. It's a great uh, pleasure to be have the opportunity to partner uh, tonight for this really important book launch. And I'd like to really say thank you to, to Kalia too. I think it's been incredible dedication, courage and love that has produced this incredible publication uh, and I know that we will all in the Australian art world, international art world will be the richer for it. I would like to uh, really also acknowledge the presence of Stephen Menzies who's Agelink board member uh, who's here, he's Tonight. It's great to have you here, Stephen. And also, I really want to acknowledge uh, the role that Jean has actually played, the important role that Jean has played in Asia Australia cultural relationships. Uh, I think that Jean really uh, was and has been a pioneer. And when I was thinking about what to say, I thought I need to choose my words carefully because I know that you don't like that word public programs, but (laughs) the, the contribution that Jean has made to understanding and knowledge through exhibitions, discussion, debate, the launches, uh, over many, many years has really been extraordinary and really does complement the work that AgeLink does. Um, I know that um, Jean and I, we last saw each other at uh, a rather large education conference in Sydney um, a few months ago, and Jean was one of the guest speakers, and really she held the audience of two or 300 uh, you know, teachers, primary, secondary teachers, and other you know, senior bureaucrats really spellbound, spellbound, because she really talked about um, the journey that she uh, had made of her discovery of Australian art, and particularly uh, to do with Japan and and China. And I think it was, you know, really had a, a profound effect on on that audience. Um, so thank you very much. I'd also like to acknowledge too uh, just the role that you you played in terms of mentoring young. Stars and young gallery staff. I think that you were one of the first um, commercial or gallery when your commercial and gallery deals private uh, people to actually employ and train and develop and mentor uh, staff to enable them to go out into the world, and many of them have gone out into the world with extraordinary skills uh, in managing, running uh, a gallery, uh, and you know, running various aspects, curating, etc. Um, and I think that's something that's perhaps not been acknowledged very much, but um, it certainly is well known. AsiaLink, as I said, has been thrilled to be a partner uh, in this launch, and to some extent uh, for us, it is a little bit poignant. Uh, some of you may know that uh, Akio's uh, last commission was for Spirit Wall, which adorns, uh, I think it's the northeastern corner uh, of uh, the Sydney My Asia Centre building uh, in uh, in Melbourne. And so it's a really great you know, thrill in a way that you know, every day we will pass that building, we we do have the opportunity to walk past that fab- fabulous work and a constant reminder. And as I said at the, the launch, the inaugural launch of the book in Melbourne, for me in a way it's very personal too as, um, you know, I've known Jean as we said through many phases of our career and I think also all of those phases of my career, to some extent there was some interaction I think with Akio from my time in the early 90s based in Sydney um, you know, restructuring Art Bank and Having the opportunity, actually, to make, a, a, I think, at those days, a fairly major purchase of one of Akio's works for the collection, then subsequently through my work uh, with Heidi and Arts Victoria, and in a sense, coming back full circle, uh, in a way, at Asia Link. So, it feels really uh, appropriate and a real privilege uh, to be here and to be part of, of that. Now, it's going to give me a great deal of pleasure to introduce Michael Brand, Dr. Michael Brand, who is going to officially launch uh, the book tonight. I know that Michael is well known to um, probably every one of you, and we are thrilled that uh, we've actually able to have him back in, in Australia. Um, it's uh, fabulous. Um, and I'll just give you a little bit of background. Uh, Michael joined the Academy of New South Wales in June 2012.
0: <laughs> I but, forgot Michael
1: was in between. I thought he was after. So I said yes. All <laughs> oh, right. No, I think Michael is next. Yeah, I think Michael is definitely next. Yes. <laughs> 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 the schedule wrong. <laughs> um, prior to his appointment, Michael was consulting director of the new Aga Car Museum under construction in Toronto and scheduled to open in two fourteen. Is that still? I opened last week. Well, congratulations, uh, Michael. Previous positions include Director of the J. Paul Getty Museum in Los Angeles, Director of the Virginia Museum of Fine Arts in Richmond, Assistant Director of the Curatorial and Collection Development at... Queensland Art Gallery in Brisbane, curator of Asian art at the National Gallery of Australia in Canberra, and co director of the Smithsonian Institution Mughal Garden Project in Lahore, Pakistan. He currently serves on the visiting committee of the Harvard Art Museums and the International Advisory Board of the State Hermitage Museum in St. Petersburg. Extraordinary uh, biography and um, extraordinary person. So thank you, and over to you, Michael.
2: Thanks, Leslie. Is, is this microphone actually on? Yeah. Or is it just something we're holding? It's sort of weird topics. I don't think it's, on. Think it's on. It is on. It is on. Do you want me to? It is, yeah. D- does it help if I, if I speak through it? Okay, right here. Okay, uh, thanks for the wonderful introduction, Leslie. You forgot to mention I'm in charge of rostering the ticket desk at the front of the gallery. That's the, that's the big job I do. Well, I seem to have stuffed it up a little bit recently. Um, I, I, I want to begin by just say how honoured I am to have this opportunity um, to launch this great book, which is much more than just a book. And I do want to congratulate everyone first who's been involved with the book. Um, Jackie Cooper is a principal writer and editor. Gary Emery with Jane Mooney is a, for design. Uh, my very good friend John Gollings for the photographic archive. Bruce James for his essay. Hague Beck for probing the artist and coming up with so many insights that you find throughout the book, but most of all to Kalia herself, because this has clearly been over, as we were saying earlier, almost it was 21 years really, this project has, has been going um, since 1993. It's clearly a labour of love, it's an act of great homage and respect, uh, and also I think it is sort of its memorial, sort of m- mourning for all of us. A Lost Voice uh, in the Art World. As I said, this, this is much more than just a book that we're launching here this evening. And I also want to thank uh, Jean and Brian for everything they do here for the arts in Australia and in Sydney in particular and for hosting this uh, important event this evening. I think it is just worth noting, noting at the beginning uh, Akio's life in the, the barest details. Born in Karatsu in Japan in 1948. Moved to Perth in 1974 and died prematurely in 1999. So 25 years in Australia, 20 years as an artist. Degrees from Curtin University in Perth, 1979, Victoria College of the Arts in Melbourne, 1982, and then, I believe just before he died, uh, an honorary PhD from RMIT in 1999. Um, Great recognition for a great life of work. Because this book started um, while Akio was still with us, um, we have his opinion on what this book should or shouldn't be. And as he's he's quoted as saying in the book, I don't want to record my life story in this book, and it should not be a coffee table book either. It's about the work. And this is what we're celebrating this evening, of course. Um, As the book makes very clear about Akio's work, he combined archetypal ideas Elements, time, history, with his own life history and experiences. Uh, in terms of the book itself, um, Jackie and Haig, uh, as they say, or as Jackie says in the, in, in the preface, um, have sought to clarify Akio's ideas and perspective, rather than judging and locating him in a broader art historical context. So again, it is very much about Akio's ideas and about his work. And the artist's voice is very, very strong in this book, as you'd expect. And um, I think you know that was clearly his intention. But I think when you, as a book that begins when the artist is alive and ends uh, and is produced when he's not, it is very, very important um, that his voice um, continues strongly because this is, after all, an incomplete career we are celebrating. And this book celebrates Akio's journey. Through this deep, deep commitment to the nature of material, very easy to trace that back to Japan in particular. But it's an interest and a passion and a philosophy that he continued while working all those years as an artist in Australia, as an Australian artist. And perhaps the best way of summarising that is just to is to just to mention the the, the layout of the book, um, with its themes and titles. You know, going back to drawing in the very early 1980s, which includes his stick installations, which he describes as being an inevitable um, outcome of his drawings. Um, Processes that he he describes as um, going back to his childhood in Japan, um, playing with discarded wooden chopsticks. Um, Drawing and sculpture, particularly in 1982 to 1984, mountains as archetypes and symbols. There's a fantastic quote in the book where he says, Mount Fuji has a cloud on top. They go together, and in some ways, that so, says so much about his work. They're often surprising, but they just seem sort of natural too. They, in a way, they're totally unnatural, uh, but have a great element uh, of obviousness, and um, as though they should should always have been that way. Then we move on: life and energy, a theme in 1988 to 89. Markers, 89 to 90. Self-portrait, 93. Time. 94 to 99, spirit, 97, and finally, in a sort of a twist, beginnings at the end, 1998 to 1999. So I have a very simple goal here this evening. Um, I'm honored to be invited to um, to launch this book, but also as an Australian art museum director, as well as an art lover, um, and art historian, I do want to note again formally, um, Akio Makigawa's contribution to Australian art and to Australian public life. It was a very, very important one and it continues that way because he did complete so many important public commissions between 1984 and once completed posthumously as late as 2002. And also his works reside in all the great public collections in Australia as well as in private collections. At the Art Gallery of New South Wales, as Edmund Capon, my predecessor, mentions in his preface um, to the book, um, we acquired Stone Two in 1979—a very, very early acquisition. If you think about it, I don't know whether Akio had actually graduated from Curtin at that point because it was at Fremantle, so he would have been about 30. Um, That's a very, very bold um, move. Great, great acquisition. You know, when, when you can acquire a great work by an emerging artist, and as Edmund also says in his preface, in terms of material, nature of material, what an amazing work, a wooden press that makes a piece of sandstone look like it's a piece of foam being squished in a press. Then, almost 20 years later, in 1998, the gallery made another very, very wise acquisition Garden of Desire 5. That's an installation, you might remember, bronze uh, bronze bowls of water standing on top of onyx columns. Was it shown here first? Oh, fantastic, I didn't realise that. Yeah. And I'm very pleased to announce that at the end of October, we'll be placing that work on display in the Lowy Gonski Gallery, where we're currently showing the, those two portraits from the National Portrait Gallery in London. And th- that work will be shown there I don't know the exact date yet because there's a lot going on at the end of October uh, with the pop show about to open November the 1st. But though that installation will be in the Loigonski Gallery with one Hiroshi Sugimoto um, um, horizonscape uh, work. So that'll be a very, very beautiful installation. And our wish there is to amplify uh, what's in this great book uh, we're launching this evening. So finally... Uh, Congratulations and thank you to everyone involved in producing this book. Their work will ensure that Akio Makigawa's work will live on in our eyes and our minds and also in those of future generations. Um, I I believe this book is a great force for art because it's gonna make all of us uh, look deeper into Akio's work and think harder about it and that can only be a very, very good thing. So, uh, again, thank you for the opportunity to uh, launch the book. And, Kalia, congratulations again. Thank you. I want
0: you to just hold up the
3: book. Oh, yeah. I'm actually
0: going to hide behind the three kilos? Three kilos, yeah. It's not how I it's I want the young people to start here to photocopy it. And I read it. <laughs> and then I put it on the table and I literally had the image. The impossible, shut on the house, It's a beautiful
3: book. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I think everyone's stolen my thunder. Can you hear me? (laughs) Everyone's stolen my thunder, so I might be repeating what other people have uh, already said, but I'm going to stick to my (laughs) little script. Yes, yeah. And I'm actually going to talk really about the book and the making of the book. Um, I've also got a selection of slides that will introduce you probably a bit more into Kyo and the way that he worked. Um, And again, I want to thank you all for being here tonight to celebrate the launch of Akio Makigawa, the book. I'd like to thank Jean Sherman and the Sherman Contemporary Art Foundation, Leslie Olway and Stephen Menzies representing AsiaLink for hosting this event tonight. I thought it was most appropriate to launch Akio's book here, as this was his gallery in Sydney and holds many great memories and associations. To begin, I'll like to quote Akio's words on making this book. In producing this book, I can better understand myself and also make a different object, a book. But using the same method, as making sculpture. It's the same sort of operation as an artwork, using other people to put my ideas together. You have to trust others to collaborate in producing an artwork and also in making a book like this. Akio started conversations with his close friends, Jackie Cooper, writer, and her partner Haig Beck, who was at that time Professor of Architecture at Melbourne Uni. Jackie and Haig began these conversations at the end of 1993 and continued to talk with Akio right until his death in the end of 1999. Akio was able to read the writings that they had done together. John Gollings, photographer and Gary Emery, graphic designer, were close friends of Akio. John Gollings had taken photos of all of Akio's later works and began archiving all Akio's images. Gary Emery undertook to design a book that would follow Akio's request to collaborate, to make an art object that was a book. This book would not have come into its existence without the generous contribution of Akio's friends and colleagues. It has been a labor of love for all those involved and together they have made an artist's book that is quite unique. It should be considered Akio's last artwork. I would like to give my heartfelt thanks to these friends for helping to make this book. Jackie Cooper and Hay Beck for the countless hours they spend in conversations with Akio. Jackie has been able to capture Akio's voice. Art historian Bruce Adams, who wrote the essay, and had known Akio since his undergraduate days at Curtin University in Western Australia. Many photographers helped record all Akio's work. Tony Panku and Graham Sands from Perth. Gary Shirley and Gary Summerfield from Melbourne, Paul Green and Joseph Lafferty from Sydney, and John Gollings, whose exceptional photographs bring Akio's work alive. Kate Gollings, whose portraits are so expressive of the Akio we remember. Kirsten Gollings, whose perseverance on the technical rendering of the images for the book was vital to creating the book Akio wanted. She made Akio's old images come to life. I would like to thank Jane Mooney, who worked with Gary Emery all these years on the book, particularly the last few years. Jane made sure that Akio's and Gary's ideas for the book were realised. Jane and I made the trip together to China to the printers so that we could oversee the printing and make sure that every page was perfect. It was exciting being in the factory and seeing Jane control the quality of the printing process. She helped make the book what it is today. How do I thank Gary Emery? There is no doubt in my mind that if it wasn't for Gary, the book would not be here today and looking so beautiful. I have found it so difficult over the years to deal with the book on my own, to take ownership of it alone. In the end, it was with the love and support of IKEA's dear friends that enabled the book to be completed. Gary's commitment to following IKEA's vision for making a book as an artwork had been the constant in realising this project. He's been able to capture the essence of Akio in the pages of this book. It simply feels like Akio. You just want to turn every page to follow his life, and for many friends, it is a recollection of the wonderful times we all spent with Akio. This book is unique. It is an artwork in its own right, and would not have come into being without the love and respect of Akio's friends. I'd like to show some slides now that... um, We'll just, yeah. So these slides are going to give you a glimpse of the book and also an idea of what goes into making Akio's public works. Most of us only get to see sculptures in the public domain and do not see how the work comes into being. The physical manipulation of materials and the heavy machinery involved in forming sculpture is often only experienced by the artist, the artisan, and the technicians. We will also see the lighter side of Akio his love of food cooking, entertaining his friends and his passion for fast and slow cars. Please enjoy the book and remember Akio. I'd like to ask Jean to come to the stage now because I think we're going to have a conversation together while the slides flick. <laughs> yes, well, we need
0: another chair. It's here. <clears throat> and I think there are lots of people uh, who want to share... Uh, we memories of that. There's so many people in the room who, who knew him. Um, just us get ourselves comfortable. What is this? I <laughs> don't oh, find it Everyone can hear us. Come on. We're recording. Oh, you're recording. Yeah. You know... Mary. Oh, mm-hmm. I want to see the flowers as well.
3: This is the year
0: that well. Edmund met. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not here, 78. Gosh. Edmund uh, went on that trip with John Olsen. That's what it said in the preface. Was it also... Um, I
3: don't understand. I remember um, Nick Waterlogging there as well. Oh, yeah. No. group of them. Yeah, yeah.
0: No. He just says John Olsen I in know. the preface. Yeah. Oh, sorry, You all know that he was a sailmaker when he came to Australia, and Kalia, you might uh, say a few things about, um, you know, that side of his expertise. Yeah,
3: well, the Kia was born in uh, Karatsu in Kyushu, and it's very much a a seaside town, and was always a little sea scout, a sailor. Um, and uh, was also very good at gymnastics as a young kid. He's physically just had the right body, I think, for doing gymnastics. So he won, um, and he also loved painting and drawing, so he uh, won a scholarship to go to university to study gymnastics, physical education, but always took his drawings and his paintings with him. At university, he tried to change into fine art, but his father wouldn't let him. He's very traditional family. You've got to do what you've got to do. Um, anyway, so he... Uh, Graduated and uh, worked in Hong Kong training the National Team Gymnastics for a year and a half, came back to Japan, continued to sail the whole time, absolutely loved the competitive side of sailing. And then his friend in Tokyo, who was importing sails from all around the world to Japan, because at that stage Japan did not have any sail lofts, said to him, oh, look, if you go and uh, learn how to make sails, we'll probably be millionaires. So he said, I can introduce you to any sail loft in the world I think it was Gastro in Holland or North Sales in America or wherever. And Akia said, oh, I choose to go to Rolly Tasker Sales in Perth. He'd never heard of Perth, hardly ever heard of Australia. <laughs> and um, so uh, off he came and arrived in Perth on a Saturday afternoon in which the whole town is closed, coming from 24-7 Tokyo with a bit of a shock... <laughs> Um, anyway, so he, he studied, he, you know, and being university educated, he studied the sail making. Uh, and in those days, you cut this cloth on the floor and he had a very, obviously, developed a very good sense of the material. He, um, then the, the girls in those days used to sew the sails together and none of this high technology that it is now. And, um, and so one of the girls on the machine said, oh, look here, you know, because they knew he loved painting and drawing. And they said, oh, Claremont Tech around the corner, why don't you go there? And so in the off-season of sailing, which is the wintertime, He came into our... I was doing also night school uh, drawing and uh, jewellery and sculpture and he came into our class halfway through the year in this duffel coat and this long hair and this red bandana around his head. We're all at the easels going scratch, 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 not wanting to mark this huge piece of paper and he just rolled out this sheet of paper and sat at a bench and just went... (laughs) And the teacher went, oh! (laughs) Oh, this is a good one. So from then on it was like, it's what he'd always wanted to do, and so he gave. He quit the sail-making and went part-time and then started going to Claremont Tech in the day to study sculpture, and once he got into sculpture um, with uh, Tony Jones, who became his really good friend, it was like this is what he'd always wanted to do all his life, and his father wouldn't let him, and so that was it. He was just off and running, and I think, sorry, I will just no go say, go because it. of his experience of the sea and sailing, his... Japanese cultural background and his aesthetic this whole relationship with um, you know the earth the wind with nature and how like in in basic the shinto religion is that it's a spirit in in everything in a tree or in a stream i think even though it's not necessarily a, a primary focus it comes through in his work mm-hmm. so his and his sailing experience of that you know water can be soft and gentle but the ocean, when it's wild, is like concrete and it can kill you. And so, and he had really dramatic experiences in Western Australia racing because there's a lot of ocean racing in WA. And so, this experience of nature and this respect for nature definitely comes through in. in um, in his work and,
0: uh, yeah, sorry, what were you going to (laughs) say? No, well, I I, I just wanted to prompt you, which is is my job here, um, and to put the gymnastics, I mean, he was a, a, a profoundly successful gymnast, he Mm. wasn't just a kid who did gymnastics on the side, he did uh, gymnastics for years and years, and he won a scholarship to university, Mm. didn't he, Kalia? on the basis of his sporting Mm. prowess. Mm. How do you link the gymnastics and the sailing? Because I I can see links Mm. between the two in his work. And also, I think,
3: because of, I mean, through gymnastics, you know, body in space, gravity, all these uh, elements that are important to sculpture and uh, definitely
0: come through. I mean, without the gymnastics, without the sailing, you know, he wouldn't be um, The the artist that he became. Mm. You can really see it, Mm. the poise. You know, sometimes there's a piece, a cloud form. I remember selling pieces in the early days where people used to say to me, but how does that form on top? I'm the last person who would have an answer, but how did that form on top? Balance on that tiny little uh, pinpoint mm, mm, of marble, yeah. and that was that sense of balance. The balance, that absolutely he un- amazing. Yes. It's
3: incredible. I mean, he used to shimmy up the top of a ladder and stand on the top, and I'm like, oh my God, oh God how God. can you do that? But his balance was amazing. So I think that whole physicality is understanding, is deep understanding yes. of that, the body in motion and, and
0: gravity. And, and what Michael uh, mentioned earlier, and that is his uh, real commitment to material. Yeah. Oh, we in Carrara. There we are, <laughs> round yeah. the How young you look. Oh, yeah. That was two years ago. Yes, it's right. Yeah. <laughs> Just last week, yeah. That yeah. was when he, uh, we, uh, you know, he's, the body of his work was really in Melbourne, and he had his life in Melbourne, Kalia in Melbourne. Uh, but he did have a Sydney uh, oh, yeah, laugh as yeah, well yeah, yeah, yeah. and I felt very much part of that mm. uh, Chipley Tower this is yes, the installation, yes, of, this Chipley. Is the installation mm. of Chipley which was so exciting uh, oh. it was a very interesting uh, story behind this the Japanese owners of Chipley Tower came to see me, we had a show of Akio's on at Hargrave Street and uh no one was introduced. They came in a huge white limousine, and I couldn't sort of tell who the senior person was. Or, you know, it was very difficult to understand who I should be addressing and, and at what level I should be speaking. They spoke in Japanese, and there was only one person who spoke in English, and that was the person I directed my uh, comments to. Anyway, it turned out that the person I thought was the least... Uh, important and the least involved she appeared to be uh, was uh, Mrs. Sekine, Mm. who was the wife of uh, and the granddaughter of the Sekine. This is that beautiful, Mm. beautiful Nazi crossing. Um, They owned Matsushita, um, the Japanese company that at that time owned a huge portion of Bond Street in London, Universal Studios and so on. And um, they commissioned that work. Mm. It cost $300,000. We were absolutely, uh, had a sign on the dotted line that it wouldn't cost more, and it came in at $20,000 Twenty thousand dollars less than that, and I returned the money. And they, the twenty thousand, and they were my best friends, friends forever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Colia, you take over oh, with this some is, of these This is pieces. just some shots of Akio. This is Akio's great
3: friend Goji Hamada. And in '95, Akio went over to Perth. Goji had a big got a retrospective in Perth, and Goji helped him build all the work. I mean, Akio helped Goji build the work. So. I mean, that's uh, what a care would do. He would do anything for his friends. So. And this is now the installation of um, uh, the piece at, uh, in Melbourne, that outside the town hall in Melbourne, Just suddenly stuck, what's it
0: called? But Excuse it's the me. one with the little lights. Yeah, yes,
3: there's some... Uh, what did, yeah, um, like, yeah. We'll I like remember him
0: telling me about that. Those, those, last, those
3: wires where you had remember. one. You have one globe. What it's that plastic like? tubing? That
0: LED, 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 LED yes. you. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Um, I didn't play a role in, in this, but uh, it, it's a very in a very prominent place. Yes, it's just next yeah. to the town hall in Swanson Street. Yeah. Time and Tide. There time goes. and Tide. Yeah. Mm. If you can, have an opportunity to go to Chifley Tower, you, anyone can walk into the building and you look left, and I see crossing is there. Where is this, Kanye? That's the Time and Tide. At
3: oh, Melbourne. that's Time that's and there. Tide, yeah. This is the Melbourne uh, International Airport. Um, so he made these four north, south, east and west
0: Amen. but
3: the airport now is getting so uh, filled with shops that two of them have been taken downstairs somewhere which is crazy but mm. yeah. this was a piece, this was actually an exhibition Ken Scarlett curated in the Botanical Gardens in Melbourne Botanical Gardens in Melbourne never has contemporary sculpture and uh, yeah that was a great show yeah, that's just a key,
0: there were certain writers uh, at the time who were very devoted to him, mm. uh, Ken Scarlett being yes, one, of course, yes. and then there was Graham Sturgeon yes. who was very interested mm. in his mm. work and also died... Prematurely, mm. and wrote a book on contemporary Australian sculpture. Mm. Which you know, uh, the secret is I had to finish that book. Really? Yes, because was uh, Graham three. died. Mm. So just as you've, that interesting? you know, no, but it's wow. a much less mm. uh, you know emotional journey and mm. different thing. But um, is that the last? That's
3: the second last show. Second That's ninety-seven. Show. So that
0: was just after he
3: was diagnosed.
0: Yeah. So he lost his hair.
3: This is ninety-eight. Uh, no,
0: 99. His last commission, I always thought, and Kalia, you need to um, verify it or otherwise, was for us, Brown and I, at yeah. Katai, Katai yeah. At, uh, in our country home, for those of you who have been there, uh, there's a beautiful processional work, rather like the one at the Art Gallery of New South Wales, Garden of Desire, but made out of sandstone with yeah. bowls, mm. and there were 11 of them, and the last one was marble. Yes, that's yeah. right. Yeah. And he didn't feel well doing mm. that commission and felt very tired, mm. and I think out of that... It, yeah, it, it, that's when we found, that's that's when something you found out something was, mm. was wrong. Mm.
3: Because he had, he didn't complete it. He had to go home before he completed it and had to come back to Cat Island later. I remember.
0: I'd forgotten that, but I remember mm. it now. Mm. Yeah.
3: This is in Italy, in Carrara, the last year. That's it? Anna there. Yeah, Anna and Mira.
0: And Mira. Yeah. Uh-huh.
3: Mira was our cooking teacher. <laughs> and that's Hague in the middle. Oh, that's Hague. Yeah bit younger days. Yeah, well, everybody looks <laughs> a lot younger. That's Gary Emery just on the edge there. Oh. <laughs> I've never met Gary. Oh, he's fantastic. Yeah.
0: There's Jackie. Yes. I mean, to friendship is, is a talent. It's Kate Gollings there. That's with a Keo.
3: This is the last show. They're this is last, this, this last November show. 99. Yeah. And it's John, Yeah, yes. John Denton on the left, who is also a Keo's dear friend. There's John Gollings and Carl Fender, the architect on the right. Where's John Gollings?
0: The top one, yeah. That's John, yes.
3: yeah. And that's a Keo with John Wardle and uh, Barry Marshall from Denton, Cochran Marshall. Uh-huh. And that's a Keo's last show. I, I went
0: Brown and I went, yeah. Mm.
3: It's a Keo there. in the kitchen. Yeah, <laughs> he loved. it. He loved, loved cooking. food and mm. cooking. He loved cars. He loved going safe. to Tetsuya's and Azuma's and, <laughs> yes. and Yoshi's up here in Sydney because his favourite yes. yeah, restaurants yeah. are up here. <laughs> There's Little Tets and Mitsu and Mira in the cooking up a treat for Akeo. There's Mitsu. Yeah, it? Mitsu and Mira there and Nori, who was, one, it was um, Tetsu's chef. Tetsu brought his chefs down with him and made these great feasts
0: for Akeo. He made feasts for him whilst he was dying. Yeah. Yeah. He brought food yeah. all the way from yeah. Sydney. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know? Yeah. It's a gift to be uh, able to establish and maintain friendships yeah, at was, that level. he was loved,
3: yeah. yeah. And Ikea loved fast cars, so this is a friend of his who organised for him to drive in an um, OSCAR, which is like a, yeah, those NASCARs or something. What is So it? this is him jumping into the car. This is, this is still in 99. I mean, I'm amazed how... Yeah, how he, active work, he He was. worked right to the end. He yeah. really did. Yeah, he just loved it. Imagine. He said he couldn't believe it because, when you know, going around this Calder racetrack like a Thunderdome and he couldn't move anything and he didn't know how the guy could even steer the car. It's a Kia in a Lamborghini. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a Kia in his little car. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> the time. little MG that he yeah. loved so much.
0: Oh, they're wonderful pictures, mm. Kalia. Mm. Wonderful. Still smiling. So, yeah, absolutely. Still to the smiling end. Mm. to the end.
3: Mm.
0: And still thinking of others. Yeah, today. and these. So
3: these are the last works that were completed after Akia died. This yes. is Ballarat. Ballarat. Point to sky. <coughs> this is um, for the celebration of Federation in two thousand and one. This is uh, Garden of Unity. mm mm-hmm. And then the last one was this, the Sydney Meyer
0: Asia Centre? As uh, Leslie spoke mm. about that. Where well, Asia Link is in that building, isn't it, Leslie? Mm. Yeah. It's designed uh, by
3: Nation Fender. And Nation Fender, yeah, architects. So Akira actually worked with Bob Nation mm-hmm. in the design stage of that building. So that's why this, the sculpture is so integral with the building.
0: Now, what's on the agenda? I think uh, that was worth everything, really, wasn't it? Yes, just it gave you a picture of the man and the kind of friendships that he managed to establish and, and maintain. Do you know that Kylie called me in December, Christmas Eve, 1999. We were at a health spa in Arizona at Canyon Ranch, and there were, no one used the phone there. That was the point of being there. You were supposed to be away from phones. And they called me in the middle of a Christmas dinner to come to the phone and the two of us were just crying on the phone. Died then. Well, I think now, Leslie, we have got que- a question and answer room. Do we have time for. Yeah,
1: so I think if there's, if there's anybody who wants, no, wants to share different. something, perhaps we can share those things over drinks. <laughs> people
0: want to purchase a purchase the book, the book. Mm. please go ahead. Um, and uh, so now. To thank oh, has even had to go. So thank you all so much for coming and for being part of this uh, celebration of Akio, his life and his work. And Michael, thank you so much. Mm. It was such a thoughtful speech. And I learned a lot, you know, 1979, mm. at first purchase mm. by the Art Gallery. Thanks for coming, guys. Yes.